Although, I will I will say that the Tonka video is like, actually a little bit Yeah, I forgot they came out. They don't even, like, it's all workable now. Like, I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it. Welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. It's been a few weeks since we've uh, been here to do a show, and we've got a good covers episode coming up. But before we get to that, I got a special intro song for D this week. But I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. How you doing, D? It's a cover too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Hello, Bongo. I think uh, it's yeah, a, I think so... it's a pretty fitting cover, right? I, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Richie, Richie with us again, too. I don't want to go past introducing him before we get into a conversation. Uh, so how you doing, Richie? Gents, I'm doing well. It is great to be back. I do have to say, D, you look like shit. You are pasty <laughs> and white. Maybe maybe go out and see the sun at some point. Uh, yeah, no, lockup changes, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, again, prison changes, man. Yes. <laughs> so, so to set the to set the record straight, D has been in quarantine for what two and a half weeks, something like that. It was it was two, it was it was fifteen days, sort of, uh, if you count the flight. To oh, by the way, I'm in beautiful Pyeongtaek, South Korea, <laughs> right now. Uh, it's a little, it's a little bit of a drive from uh, from Illinois, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got off the plane. And uh, I think most people know what I do for a living. So I got off the plane and, and had to report to the army desk and uh, they had to sit in this little pen. We weren't allowed to leave except to go to the bathroom, got on a bus, had to get a COVID test and got taken straight to barracks for a quarantine. Like no cigarette, no nothing. Like it was just like straight to barracks. We couldn't leave the room. I had to share the room with three soldiers that were all in their like 21 or 22. Uh, it, it was Unfucking believable. I had no idea what I was getting myself into with this, but three days couldn't leave. And then we got 45 minute breaks every afternoon to where we could actually go outside. Like it was fucking ridiculous, like miserable, miserable. But yeah, so that's why we didn't do it till last week. So they were all, the big, so they were all in their early 20s. Yeah. Did they like call oh my, you like, yeah. did they like call you like peepaw or something like that? <laughs> he did <his> old grandpa. <laughs> no, I made the joke several times. Like I'm, I'm old enough to be your guys' fucking dad. <laughs> like, like it's just ridiculous. It was unbelievable. Like the fucking dumbest thing. And, ever and had the to biggest do. This part is that like, you had no idea going in that they were going to do this. Like none, it, it would none. Be one thing if they had told you up front, Hey, you know, you're going to have to do 15 days of quarantine. Yeah. You can mentally prepare. Nope. Well, we knew we had to quarantine, but, but we were told it, you know, it was just like, you had no idea it was going to be this strict. And now obviously, you know, the army, uh, uh, you know, military does things differently. Uh, but you know, as a civilian, you know, as a contractor, like I've, I haven't had to share a room with anybody for six years. Like, what the fuck is going on? And now I'm with three fucking soldiers who are, you know, young enough to be my sons. Oh, it's ridiculous. And, and so, like, to kind of just for the listeners and, and stuff. So so what happens is that we, as, as, the, as the service, we get uh, what's, what are known as status of forces agreements with the countries we're serving in. 
And so it ends up being a, a situation where it's not necessarily the army base that's putting these these uh, levies on. It can it's it's the army base with the country itself. So there's a back and forth and it's negotiated and in, in something like a global pandemic that that situation gets really out of hand really fast and it doesn't change even when it probably should. Well, they actually uh, starting next Friday, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to do the quarantine anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm not. I'm only, I mean, I've only got the, you know, the first shot of Moderna. Seems uh, like can stick me with that next one. I'll take it. Well. It wouldn't have mattered anyway if they're not starting it until next Friday. Even if you were fully vaccinated, yeah. you still would have quarantined. So, exactly, and it's mm-hmm. funny. The other guy who uh, uh, is is the co lead here uh, came in a week after I did, and he's fully vaccinated. That's part of why he came in late to get a second shot, and uh, uh, he gets released on May fifth. So, like, <laughs> if he had been a week later, he would only had to do it for a week instead of the two weeks. But, but, but yeah, it, it is what it is. I'm free. I, I can smoke whenever I want to. I can drink whenever I want to. Priorities, I can park whenever I want to. <laughs> and to be fair, it's not just Dennis's fault that uh, that that we couldn't record last week in the uh, WTF Sean do better category. Um, anything else going on in the world? Yeah, I, I was in the hospital for a couple of days. Got my appendix out. It was it was a lot of fun. Something yeah. like that. So, but I'm doing yeah. I'm doing much better now. So. And it's something like that that puts into perspective that I can't leave my room for, you know, for three days, you know, at least I wasn't in the hospital you know, with, with uh, emergency surgery. So talk about a place you don't I got want that to, going for me. Talk about a place you don't want to be where you're surrounded by COVID everywhere you are. I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so, I was so glad I was fully vaccinated by the time I had to do that, because that that's a little bit unnerving. You see all these people walking around with these giant like mask ventilator things on the doctors and stuff. So they're not in direct contact with people. And yeah. But I mean, it was a nice day. They were they were really nice and all of that kind of stuff. But COVID is in the back of your mind when you're staying in a place like that, for sure. And, and you always have to one up me, Sean. You can't just let me have, have my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and just for the listeners, I, I want them to know that as executive producer, I'm working on a a, a secondary team that's that's ready to go on a moment's notice, so we don't have a big. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the WTF, Sean, do better. So towards the end of the last episode, D debuted the shirt that says that. And he, you guys sent one to Amanda. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of BS because now anytime I do anything that she doesn't like, all of a sudden she'll disappear for about five minutes and then she'll come back and just be passive aggressively wearing that shirt. I so thanks it. a lot. I, that makes me so happy and Jen you know she started something so it's it's awesome i'm so happy it's awesome i, I feel like amanda's <laughs> awesome the, the is the word for it is probably should have said the beatles never did anything as great as hamilton like like we really missed an opportunity there <laughs> well i mean well when, when the hamilton episode comes up uh we'll do that oh speaking of that uh sean uh jamie also sent uh the track list for the taylor swift episode oh uh, uh okay uh, I'll, I'll i'll get that put together uh and send that out and we'll we'll reach out to her and, and see when we you know, when we want to do that. I literally met her for lunch yesterday and she did not tell me anything about this. So. Well, this is, this had been a couple of weeks ago. This, okay. she sent it like right before I got on the plane for Korea. And then of course my, like I just, everything shut down for me. Mm-hmm. I was just, fucking <laughs> so uh, yeah, I had, I hadn't been really good about keeping up with shit like that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I'm, yeah, totally. So Richie, what's been going on with you? I mean, you know, it's just been life as usual down in the St. Louis area. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's uh, nothing, nothing big going on. I, I actually, uh, Homer came down and visited today. He, he was wondering why you two weaklings weren't uh, recording anymore. Um, he, he offered to be part of my new crew on Sean and D's good tape without Sean and D. <laughs> Sean and D was uh, good, good tape. Sean and D. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's you he, and- he, did, he did say hi and uh, hopes to see you guys uh, soon now that you're, you're vaccinated. Well, Sean's vaccinated D you. Yeah. No one wants to see you. Even, yet. even if he wasn't vaccinated, you're not going to see D for a while anyway, regardless. No, no. <laughs> Um, I'm so, eating kimchi for a while. So I'm trying to think of who should be the third person. It's Richie and Homer, and who else? Who would make a good third on that? Well, we could go with Jack, and then it'd be all journey all the time. Yeah, but you don't know Jack that well, so I, I don't. My, I, I my, definitely know Spider my, much better. My dad might be a possibility, and he'd say really inappropriate stuff that we'd have to bleep out the entire time. So, so yeah, that could be interesting. Hmm. I would because pity. that would be fun to have your dad. It would be fun to have Spider and Homer pick a playlist for us one week too. Oh God! Like have them each pick four songs. Well, well, Spider would have to know that the uh, podcast exists. Oh, he does. <laughs> no, he does. Actually, actually, he was referencing stuff last week that we do. So he listens maybe on a semi-regular basis because he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when you guys said such and such recently and thought it was funny." So, well, so yeah. Here, here's the deal. Spider gets no airtime until I get wedding pictures. So there you go. Oh, Sean's making a weird face, my, but yeah, my. no, it, so for, for the listeners, uh, I got married 17 years ago and he's been promising me the role of pictures that he took at the wedding and yeah, still not. I think you've it. been passively aggressive, uh, passive aggressively bringing that up on the podcast before, uh, yeah, yeah. at, at yeah. certain points, but we haven't had a, an episode in like six months. So <laughs> they've all forgotten. I, feel like that. I got asked, I got asked the other day, you know, like what the hell are you guys doing? And I was just like, ah, it's, it's just weird. So people, people do, <laughs> yeah. re- people do realize that we do this just for fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, I know there's a handful of people that, that uh, that actually enjoy listening to our poll too. That's sad for the, <laughs> so, that's sad for those so people. It, it so. sucks letting them down, but yeah. but we're back. Yeah. Uh, oh, and and speaking of that, uh, we are going to go to do. We're not going to do weekly anymore. We're going to do every other week from here on out, just because it's getting to be summertime. Uh, you know, and, and people have shit to do, Ooh. and and now that the world is sort of getting back to normal, you know. we may be able to do one here in the next few weeks where Richie and I are in the same place. So, yeah so yeah. And, and and just for for the listeners also with with d in korea and in basically asia for the next six months he's 13 hours off from us so it's it's literally about as bad as it can be to find a time to uh to actually record one of these yeah. now we're recording this it's it's 10 till 9 on saturday night for richie and i and what time is it for you d it's uh, almost 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So that's a little <laughs> odd. And it, it's really hard for him to have a couple beers that early in the morning on a Sunday. Oh, bullshit. It's really not that difficult. <laughs> I was going to say, that ain't no problem. <laughs> it was funny walking to the convenience store to picking up a, a few beers at 9.15 this morning. And they just don't, don't even pay attention to it. Amanda, <laughs> you know Amanda, you about those Saturday. Amanda earlier today said that. Oh, I, uh, I had that, yeah. Amanda earlier today said, do you think Dio be having some drinks since you and Richie are both having drinks probably because it's Saturday night? He said, does a bear shit in the woods? She, okay. <laughs> Speaking of bear shit, let me go take a piss really quick. Oh my gosh. Already <laughs> taking his break. Yeah. 
I told you. I told you if I broke the seal too early, it was probably going to be a bad idea for the first half. Yeah. Well, hurry up and we'll just, we'll do the first song without you. How about that? Well, no, it's my fucking song. song. I know. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, uh, yeah, whatever. This six minute and 32 second Dennis potty break has been brought to you by cast beer. You got to go all the way to South Korea to get it. We're not sure if it's worth the drive. We now rejoin this edition of Sean and D's good tape already in progress. We are, we are back now that uh, D had his little break and we are doing an all covers episode, as I mentioned earlier. And the first song is our uh, Eddie Vedder, Pearl jam type song for the week. And Dennis, that one's yours. So go for it. It is their cover of masters of war by Bob Dylan. Uh, the the version that's on the playlist is the one from the 30th anniversary concert uh, that came out in what was it 92 or 90 whatever, 92 October of 92 and it's uh, Eddie Vedder and Mike McCready with D.E. Smith uh, doing the cover but they've also re-recorded it for uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 the soundtrack that Michael Moore movie this song is so fucking powerful like the the all of it it's 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 obviously an anti-war song uh but god damn it and the way eddie sings it yeah it's so fucking great you know i think that's going to be a common theme as we go throughout is i'm not going to say that this is better than the dylan version but it is really really well done and most of these covers that we have on here are really really well done and in some cases better than the original and this one this one's right up there pearl jam kind of makes the, or i shouldn't say pearl jam i guess in this case but eddie and mike mccready kind of make this their song the way that they do this i mean it's a it's a pretty different contrast to the dylan version which kind of makes it feel like it's an eddie vetter pearl jam type production and and pearl jam plays this you know in in and shows and everything like it's it's a staple of their act and like i said like the whole band performed it uh re-recorded it for for that that soundtrack but oh my god, it's so so powerful, and and it's so unlike like as as far as like a, a Dylan song goes, like you know, it's there's a lot of like anger and hatred in it that that's not common to, to a lot of his songs. And, and I do want to stop you. It's it's not necessarily an anti-war song per se. It's more of an anti-military industrial complex, which is slightly different. It's it's not it's not about the, the faults of war it's about the faults of somebody that's profiteering from war think uh, the movie war dogs from a few years ago that has no actual skin in the game oh that sure just like uh war pigs by black sabbath yes which speaking of cover songs there's a great cake cover of that song uh i think we've talked about once or twice before maybe you know before the show or something like that but uh but yeah it, it, it's in the same vein of that where it's it's these fuckers behind the desk you know deciding that that we send our kids over to fight and, and it, it was interesting to me because it was it was made as a cold war era song not as a vietnam song even though like it, it basically came out before as just as the the vietnam war was starting so it, it hadn't like that that part hadn't coalesced in in his mind he was talking more just the the nuclear arms race between us and the soviets and the, the overall spread of communism like it, yeah. it, it really really I, I found that fascinating because it 
for the tenor of it fits more with just a, a Vietnam War song, I thought. And, and the original song, Dylan's original version came out in, in 63. So yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, just, and, and, and what, whatever you think of the man as a singer, uh, Bob Dylan is an incredible songwriter. Like him and Neil Young are those two people that, you know, that a lot of times will be like, well, this guy can't even really sing, but those guys can write a fucking song. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he, if, uh, and we've got another Dylan cover coming up in just a minute, but if, if he would just write songs for Pearl Jam and for the band coming up, we'd be fine. He, he'd have, um, you know, nobody would ever, ever do anything like that because both songs are tremendously well done. And, and there's a, there's a ton of other songs that they've written and you don't even know it. It was like, like we were talking Judas about, old. well, it was yeah. like we were talking about with, um, with uh, the cover that we had on our last covers show of um, Adele that make you feel my love the Garth oh, Brooks, yeah. the Garth Brooks did. Most people think that's a Garth Brooks song. It's not, it's a Bob Dylan song. So yeah, it's well, just kind of funny. And, uh, I, and I, I, I sent you guys that, uh, that shameless clip from Chris Stapleton mm-hmm. uh, the other day. Like that's another one of those songs that, well, that's Billy Joel, but it's, you know, like not a lot of people like our age, give that to Billy Joel, we think of it as a Garth Brooks song, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think we've talked about that on the show. too. Uh, so like Judas of old, you lie and deceive a world war can be one. You want me to believe, but I see through your eyes and I see through your brain. Like I see through the water that r- runs down your drain. That's, Oh, and then the, oh, oh, here we go. You've thrown the worst fear that could ever be hurled fear to bring children into this world. For threatening my baby unborn and unnamed, you ain't worth the blood that runs in your veins. Woo. That's a... Uh, it, it, it's then, pretty good. And, and I would also say, like, just if you go back and you watch that first Iron Man movie and, like, the, yeah. the Tony Stark, like, the Tony Stark character versus the uh, uh, the, the guy that, the, the, basically the bad guy in the movie, I can't think of his name, Stain or something like that. Like, just the, the how they act in you know they're, they're making weapons they're profiteering from weapon, weapons and and i think this song fits really good into those mindsets yeah i've i've always loved this fucking song like i i, I bought that double cd uh, of the dylan thing just for this song there's a there's a lot of other good things on there but but i paid you know whatever it was back then you know, like 40 dollars uh for a double cd or something like that just for just to have a version of this song a, a double cd that costs triple cd price yeah <laughs> something like that it's probably but what stickers it, did it have <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say it's probably a cd that's feeling very neglected these days as yes. they all are not all of them i got most of them oh no actually this one's at home uh because it's got a pearl jam something related to it like i've got all of my pearl jam shit bar-ish uh, related to Eddie Vedder. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm here at the, the Joy Hotel in Piontep. I love the place. That they, the, the Koreans that run it uh, treat us wonderfully. Listeners, if you're in the area and you want to stop by and say hi to Dee, now you know where he is. Five stars, Hotel Joy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, so the woman, the woman, uh, one of the owners, uh, uh, you know, sits at the front desk and uh, and I came downstairs the other day to have a cigarette and she's playing the ukulele. Like she's like, like, you know, there's, it's not like a normal hotel. There's not a lot of in and out going things going on. So she's sitting there watching YouTube playing the, learning the ukulele. And I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. So the next time I come downstairs, 
I bring her a flash drive with uh, ukulele songs, Eddie Vedder's album. We gave it to her. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, listen, listen. So she was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, so the next morning, uh, you know, I go downstairs for, you know, have a cigarette and coffee. And, uh, 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 and she's listening to that album. And she opens it up. She's like, oh, Eddie, Eddie Vedder, your favorite? I was like, yes. She's like, oh, so good, so good. I was like, yay. Like I converted her. <laughs> but it was awesome. that, that, that was so much fun. Just just like, like, like this is the fourth or fifth time I've stayed here uh, uh, at this, at, at this hotel and, and they treat us wonderfully. It's like, like yeah, I, I, any chance I get, I'll stay here. Well, I don't want to be in Korea, but <laughs> I have to be here. I want to stay here. But, but that, that was so awesome and so cute and, and uh, made my day. That is a great I story. Converted, yeah. I converted somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, hold on. And I hope that you die and your death will come soon. I will follow your casket in the pale afternoon and I'll watch while you're lowered down to your deathbed and I'll stand over your grave till I'm sure that you're dead. That's how the song ends. That's that last fucking... part's pretty damn dark. Like, and, and, it... I'm sure that you're dead. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah. was a really, that was a really weird segue from that ukulele story to reading that verse. I'm not gonna... <laughs> Well, I was trying to wrap, I was trying to wrap this song up since we've already been <laughs> so moving on to the next song, it's also by coincidence, a Bob Dylan song. Not that they're put together by coincidence, because I'm sure you did that on purpose, D, but uh, I didn't realize you had picked a Bob Dylan song and then I p- picked a Bob Dylan song. And this one, this Again, he's a great songwriter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this one, this one's by a band that I always really liked when, when um, kind of at the height of the popularity and I'd kind of forgotten about him a little bit. And when I put this song on the playlist this week, I've been listening to the Kenny Wayne Shepherd band quite a bit this week, just to kind of refresh myself. And man, he is a heck of a guitar player, just an absolute fantastic guitar player. And the song is, uh, everything is broken, which, um, he takes this song and, and Dylan, Dylan didn't write it as a, as a like downtrodden song necessarily. His, his version's a little bit more upbeat, but this one's seriously upbeat with the way that the guitar is in it and how fast it goes, the tempo of the song. It's, it's just kind of a rocker that's just kind of in your face. And I really, I really enjoy it. I remember liking it back in the nineties when it came out and still to this day, think it's, it's a fun song to just turn on and, and listen to. I don't think I realized it was a Bob Dylan song when, when we were listening to it. Yeah. When it, uh, 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 the trouble is, was October of 97. Yeah, I don't think I realized it was a Dylan song, but, but you know, going back and listening to the Dylan version of it uh, from his 89 album, uh, Oh Mercy, it's, you know, it just lends itself so well to uh, Kenny, Kenny Wayne Shepherd's blues style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's just like a perfect match for it. I didn't realize Kenny Wayne Shepherd had been around that long. So 97, I was at college and, and wasn't around when Sean was playing this. I'd heard it later, but I hadn't, I never, I didn't realize, like, I thought he was a relatively newer artist. Oh no. Yeah. That blue on black, which yeah, we've done I love on the show song. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was off the same album, right, Sean? Yeah. Cause that uh, was like his yeah. first big hit. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that song was that old. I guess yeah. so. So this would have been in the like the the void when I would have missed music, and I, I probably didn't hear that song till 2010, 2012 ish. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, no, oh. like like I thought it was fairly new a few years back. No, when I, when I saw, and, and I think I brought this up before uh, uh, when we talked about the Black Crows or whatever. But when I saw the Black Crows tour with Jimmy Page, 
uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard opened up for him. Okay. Uh, and that was in 2000, I think. 99 or 2000, I can't remember. Oh, mm-hmm. 2000. It would have been 2000. Yeah. Interesting enough, I remember when uh, the Van Halen 3 tour was going on, you know, the Gary Sharon Van Halen era. Kenny Wayne Shepard opened up on that tour, too, and I just cannot imagine. I didn't go, but I just cannot imagine seeing Kenny Wayne Shepard open up for Eddie Van Halen and just the guitar that you would see over that yeah. show. It would just yeah. it would just blow your mind. There's no doubt about well, it. Yeah, Jimmy and, Page, and I too. saw Kenny Wayne Shepard yeah. and Jimmy Page. Yeah, the that's, same that's about night. the same level. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this song's fun though. It's, I mean, it it just straight kind of in your face. Everything's broken, and they go yep. through everything that's broken, and it's just it kind of reminds me of the Johnny Cash "I've Been Everywhere" man song, where you're never going to be able to sing this song along with it all the way through correctly. There's just no way. If you can, you're brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it actually reminded me of a little bit of everything, like that. Like just for some reason, it it had that that. Uh, yeah, it, I yeah. can see that. Well, and, and and I, was like, I was like, I was like, did D pick the first two songs? And <laughs> well, this is not nearly as a uh, uh, it, sad. It, it, as... it is when you take it just at the word level. Like the mm-hmm. the the tenor doesn't give it that, but yeah. When when you were bringing that up, I was actually uh, reading the line. Every time you leave and go off some plates, things fall to pieces in my face. You know, and 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 it's as you were saying that. You know, and of course everything is broken. Uh, you know, it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's, yeah, it, it does kind of have the same reflection, but then, you know, the, the tempo uh, or the vibe, as Tom likes to say, is, you know, much different, you know, on this one than, than it was in the, the Dawes song. I did, I did, uh, I did like towards the end, the, the one part where it kind of breaks from its regular, you know, broken hands, broken plows, you know, broken treaties, broken vows, where everything's broken, uh, is the, is towards the end where he says, people bend in broken rules, hound dog howling, bullfrog croaking, everything is broken. And then that's the end of the song. It just, the hound dog howling, bullfrog croaking, everything is broken, just kind of cracked me up a little bit. Now, is that in the original Bob Dylan version or is that? It something? is. Yeah, yeah I was going to okay. say, I yeah. think so. No, I and, and and I and I spent I spent a lot of last night listening to like the original versions of these songs. Uh, and, I, and I wish I'd taken the time to do that because I, I think it would have been good. Well, we the, we kind of threw this uh, playlist together, you know. Again, like I was kind of off the grid for a couple of weeks, uh, uh, and and Sean had his issues, uh, but uh, uh, you know, so this this playlist and the notes kind of got all thrown together, you know, later than we normally do in the process. But you go back and listen to them now, and, and they're great. Yeah, yeah. All right, Richie, song number three is yours. This one, this one's probably yeah. the most interesting translation of a song on the list, no doubt about and, it. And oddly enough, it's we we didn't we didn't plan this, we didn't you know set this up, but it's the third straight Bob Dylan song. No, no, no I don't think so. Well, yes, if you would have went into what the name of the song was first, it might have got a better, better oh, reaction. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, it's it's Boys in the Hood by Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better, Dean? It's the Boys in the Hood are always hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So this is uh, Boys in the Hood by Dynamite Hack, originally by, uh, actually by Eazy-E, not, not by NWA. Uh, yeah, it, the original it, song was on, on, on Eazy-E's first solo nope. album. No, the original was on Straight Out Compton. It was on NWA's album first. Easy Does It came out after Straight Out of Compton, but he had already recorded it himself. Is, is, I knew it from Easy Does It, uh, and, and I actually like the Easy Does It version better. The the there's that one, and then there's a later remix that he did. 
that yeah. are just Sean, what's what's your opinion on uh straight out of Compton versus easy does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> the thing that I thought was really interesting, honestly, was that this song came out before the movie. I assumed that this song was written for the movie and it was no. not. So No, he, yeah. he he took the the title because this this ended up probably being you're talking about the John Singleton film Boys yes. in the Hood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then it ended up movie. being uh I, I would say it was their breakthrough hit, really. Like that that first album, so NWA and the Posse is so good, but they weren't getting any kind of airplay. So like well, you I can't get airplay when you're saying fuck every what? other word and <laughs> and bitch, you know, using yeah. bitch the way they were using it, you're, you're not gonna get airplay for that. And, and that was the most fascinating part for me. It was this song didn't track in the charts until the Straight Out of Compton movie came out a couple of years ago. You know, thirty years after the original. Well, and 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 it's because the charts are different now. You know, right. charts are streaming. Like you can say fuck every other word if you want to, and uh, uh, and you, you can get into whatever you know charts. You know, but Billboard wasn't going to put you on a chart. You know, back then. Uh, so, so let's see. The original song came out eighty-eight uh, ish, eighty-seven, uh, March of eighty-seven. Yeah. So, so I remember being in grade school in Romeo, and my sister gave me her copy of Easy Does It on cassette, uh, and uh, like, and so like, what we were in third grade right third or fourth grade in 88 sean something like that in the math fourth, fourth grade yeah and, you know so we're fucking eight or nine years old <laughs> and i'm fucking quoting uh what's the first song off that uh don't quote me boy because i ain't said shit uh what the, what's the name of that is anyhow like i can I, I can still to this day sing that song line for line you know from oh yeah the whole album it. Yeah, listening to it when I was fucking eight or nine years old, like, like, I, I mean, and then that's how this sort of music got out was, you know, word of mouth. People were fascinated by the, uh, uh, the rawness, and 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 it, and you know, of course, as you know, three middle-aged white men, <laughs> when we were growing up, like we were just like, oh shit, this is a whole different world that that we have no idea what's going on. Yep. But it just, I always cracked me up that you know I was like eight or nine years old quoting. Uh, <laughs> some of the shit that's not easy does it without having any idea what half the shit meant <laughs> well i mean like i i was probably 30 or older before you know they're, they're talking about it's all about making that gta i had no idea what they were saying back in the day you couldn't look up the lyrics on the on the internet and the video the grand theft audio video games weren't a thing so like mm-hmm. i'm like i have no idea what he's actually saying right here um this is so boys in the hood from from elementary junior high on was always one of my favorite songs and the dynamite hack version it it, you'll you'll notice with the songs that i pick i'm picking songs that are very different from their original incarnation well that that's something that i want to want to talk about for a minute the dynamite hack version and there's nothing in the notes about this i'm just kind of throwing this out there to see what see what everybody thinks 
obviously it's almost like a parody of the original song, the way that they sing it. Do you think that, that it probably kind of pissed off easy E and, and NWA the way that this song came across because, because it's almost like almost making fun of the original song to some degree, the way that I'm hearing it at least. It, it's, it's mocking it to a certain extent. And, and my interpretation of it, you know, this, my bullshit intellectual <laughs> thoughts on a fucking hacky uh, cover song, you know, from a one hit wonder band is they were just trying to, you know, like, obviously, like, they're probably close to our age, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, so they probably grew up with this song and it's, and, and, you know, it's, it would get some attention, but at the same time, it's, it's, you know, like this song could be you know, like a kind of a weird acoustic yeah. song. So, so I would say like this song is to me like a precursor to uh, Old Town Road, like it. So that uh, Nas X, Little Nas X from two years ago, the Billy Ray rap Sanders. song. Never, I've actually movie. never heard that song in my life. Seriously, it's actually yeah. really good. It, it's really good, but it's a rap song done in a country style. Oh, much yeah, like yeah. It. And, and it, I mean, you know, it's probably twenty years ahead of its time, but it's it's that whole mixing genres kind of thing that i i'm always a sucker for well and this also came out around the time like the new metal thing happened where it was a lot of you know like regiment against the machine kind of started the rap and the rock thing together and kid rock and then you know corn and lip biscuit and all those fucking people uh you know like we talked about with like the summer sanitarium tour uh but uh but yeah i mean it's obviously a weird sort of ode to yes. a different style of music, uh, much like the Gord's cover of Gin and Juice. Yeah. Richard, do you know that one? Oh yeah, I do. Yes. Oh, that's so. That's that so that would have been so the other you... song I would have picked in this in this instance. Once once I saw once I saw your two picks, I, that was the first song I thought of. I was like, oh fuck, that would have been great to pick. And of course, I thought of a thousand other songs that yes. I wanted to put on this playlist, but but those ones we did. But yeah, no, this this is just a fun, silly song. Uh, I don't know that it holds up as well today as it did twenty years ago, but. I mean, almost anything. It's still interesting. Hear, yeah, almost anything you hear by NWA is a tough listen at this point. Like, I just. I'm ju- also talking about uh, a group of white guys doing yes, this song yes. the way it is. You uh, know, the, uh, the, the abuse of females. I, I was very intrigued by the fact the version you gave um, beeped out the N word. Yeah. Like, I, 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 found I, I don't know that you could find a version of this song without, besides the original one that doesn't, that probably leaves that in. Yeah, like, uh, and, uh, and that's so. I, I definitely know the one I have on my on my hard drive from from my Napster days is ha, ha, does not have that beeped out. You're gonna be shocked by this, but I actually bought this CD, and there's not another single song on that album that's worth the shit. <laughs> Are you talking about the Dynamite this... Hack CD? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did, were they doing? Was was this the one where it was all covers, or is that a different CD I'm thinking of? Uh, it's probably different. This one had original songs on it. Uh, Super Fast, I think, was the name of the album. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this was the only song that you know. I think they had a second single that lasted maybe a week or two that wasn't any good, uh, and I didn't even bother to look up <laughs> see what that fucking song was. But, but yeah, no, the CD was not good. It was fifteen dollars for fucking uh, it, a Boys in the Hood cover. That sounds that sounds about like a depurchase. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And he has three copies on mine. <laughs> I would never pay a dollar for this fucking album. <laughs> Not even for this song. 
So, so moving on to, uh, to our next song on the list, it's, it's Dennis's pick. And I will say, this is the first one that I would say, no doubt about it. The cover version is way better than the original in my and opinion. And I loved the original when it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. It struck me at a certain time, uh, uh, going through things that I was going through, you know, uh, but it, uh, cover of faster pussycats house of pain by the white Buffalo, which we've had on the show before, uh, God damn, this song is. He does this song incredibly, and I do own this record on vinyl. Well, I, I would say the problem with the original now is is back back when it was released, it absolutely fits that era, and you know it was a great song in that era. It doesn't hold up well in 2021 as a song that sounds good to the ears, like it did when it very first came out. I disagree. I, I disagree. But once you hear this version of it that that's i think that's what happens is you like you want to yeah uh you just want to hear this this fucking slow contemplative like and this guy's voice is fucking incredible well he took a hair he took a a hair nation song and basically made it into a folk song which is what makes it so cool in my opinion. And, and i just i think it works so much better as a folk song the whole mm-hmm. father-son dynamic going through it like it, it it's way heavier than a hair band song it, it's uh i always group the this song and uh, la guns's ballad of jane sort of together like it's you know like like all of those fucking hair bands uh uh had like the ballads that yeah. sounded nothing like anything they did and they were always almost always their best song that they did you know something contemplative or or forlorning or, or forlorning or you know uh uh but, but this song when it came out i remember it striking me hard and then and then when i found out white buffalo did a version of this it it's a 2013 yeah yeah it's so fucking good it's good knocks you on your ass yeah it's a uh yeah wasn't i worth the time a boy needs a daddy like a dance to mime and all the time i looked up to you uh you know uh, the guy from pastor pussycat wrote this about his father who was a guitarist and was basically gone all the time uh like the video which i don't know probably you guys probably haven't watched it in 30 years uh but it was apparently directed by michael bay oh that's interesting yeah yeah but i the video i remember always struck me too because you know like the little kid sitting on his front porch waiting for his dad to come then he you know never shows up and then they blow a whole bunch of shit up Yes, random explosion. Pits <laughs> <laughs> are hanging out and <laughs> shit like that. Oh. I, I feel like I can't picture Michael Bay without the South Park version of Michael Bay, like still to this day. It's been 15 I years. I don't think I saw that one. I just always think of the, the nuts thing on the, the Transformer truck. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Like, just, are you fucking kidding me? This guy. He did have some good movies, though. Yes. Oh, speaking of that, uh, sidebarish, uh, I can't imagine either one of you spent a moment thinking about watching this movie, but because I was stuck in quarantine and had nothing else to do, I watched the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, no. Yeah. It's horrible, but it reminded me of like all those shitty uh, 80s action movies that, uh, uh, you know, just like there's no real plot. It's just, you know, something to get violence or, or, or guns shooting. What I actually like stuck through the whole thing and uh, it was a fun watch for that reason, but it's fucking God awful movie. 
So but is I'm sure it, they're going to make three sequels to it. So is it is it to the level of like um, kung fu action or like uh, you know karate action or whatever to where our friend Tony is probably at home like you know like mimicking the moves right now or excuse me our <laughs> our friend Chuck is at home mimicking the moves right now. <laughs> I don't know that anything was really innovative. I mean, okay. he the director took every chance to put blood and gore like you know the fatalities in the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. The Michael Bay thing made me think of that. Uh, it, you know, just dumb action. Uh, the plot is ridiculous. The acting is fucking awful, but you know, it was fun for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so speaking of that group of friends, by the way, I ran into, uh, one of them a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, one of our longtime friends, we'll keep names out of it, but, um, but, uh, Never Chuck. Huh? <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't Chuck. It wasn't Chuck. Um, but, uh, but I, but he said, uh, he said, so you guys haven't been, uh, been taping podcasts for a little while. And I said, well, you know, I explained your situation D and, and everything. And I said, it doesn't matter anyway. It's just a bunch of goofy nonsense anyway. And he goes, yep. I was like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean for you to like back me up on that necessarily, but, but if you know who I'm talking about, it fits. <laughs> but, but at the same time, yeah. it's great that people actually realize <laughs> That's all this is like, don't, yeah. we don't take ourselves seriously. Yeah. Why the fuck should you? Yeah. <laughs> because... I take myself very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That's why you're the executive producer, Richie, and you don't have credits. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and he's plotting and he's apparently not even plotting to just take over for you. He's plotting to take over for both of us now. Oh, yeah. you're, you're weak, Sean. <laughs> the, the slogan we, is filled. Sadly, that's not the first vaccination fiasco and your goddamn appendix. Yeah. What the fuck, Sean? Sadly, that's probably the 20th time that you've said that to me during our our 25-year friendship or 30-year friendship. So <laughs> the once the twice annually. Yeah. <laughs> so on your week. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's turn the page on that one. D, Dick will do. D, who's the who picked this? You you've got all on it. So this this was this was what kind of uh led us to doing the cover episode uh when we did with you picked whiskey in the jar. Uh we brought up turn the page and I was like, fuck that, you know, that's a great little anchor point because it's Metallica, you know, and and Homer, you know, we didn't realize Homer was going to be there, uh, you know, for you this morning. But yeah, but it's Turn the Page by Metallica. There's no way this song could be bad. No. Ever. And they don't even do it that much differently than Seeger's version. But he is, it's just, just a little heavier, like a little harder. Uh, but but the tempo wise is 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 very similar. The the, the cool do. the cool thing about it is though is is when you say you know just the just the heavier tempo is at the beginning of the song when it very first starts off it sounds pretty much note for note exactly like Bob Seger's and version then sudden, and then yeah. it just kicks in and you're like this is a Metallica song now you know it's 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 just awesome how they change it up just enough to make it their own in some ways but yes it is very much like the original. And, and I do have to point out that we do actually like metallica's own material like in their earlier stuff because this is two straight uh metallica covers off of uh, well and, and again like you know this was the epithet the 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 reason we decided to do it in another uh covers episode was was that song and then thinking about this song like well fuck richie hasn't done a cover shit you know one of us yet uh but yeah it's so fucking good and in the bob, bob seger version yep of course is brilliant in its own right speaking I, of bob i love that song so long Kind of I, I will 
Oh, go ahead, Sean. You know, I was going to say kind of sidebar-ish, as you were uh, you were mentioning earlier. Not a complete sidebar, because it's about Bob Seger, but I was uh, going through social media today, and um, one of our uh, groups of friends uh, kind of followed Bob Seger around a couple of years ago when he was doing his farewell tour, and had, to, had the photo posted of kind of a repost of a couple of years ago when they were at the hotel, oh. and they ran into Bob Seger in the in the hall and got the got the picture taken with him and all of that stuff. How cool is that? Yeah. Just I run guess into that Bob Seger at the hotel time of, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they went to, I know they went to like St. Louis and Quad Cities and Peoria and like I think even I some think other. They went to Dallas too. Did they, yeah, I know, I know they saw him like four or five times throughout that whole yeah. tour. So that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Have you guys ever seen somebody play like back to back nights or or like in short succession? Yep. It really is a different different thing I, i've found well because well. it's kind of the same thing as what you saw the night before but yet a little bit different so yeah so like we saw we did buffett here in st louis and then two nights later in cincinnati mm-hmm. and they were very different shows like he played several songs well, in st louis that he didn't play in cincinnati and just the the overall tenor of the concert was different it, oh. it really it shocked me well that's cool. not unlike sammy hagar uh, Buffett's got a big following in St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know, so I think he yeah. treats those shows as special. Uh, but, so the Cincinnati show actually was like his 40th time being in Cincinnati. Oh, so it was like a, a huge thing too. It, it, it was just different. I went and saw, and Dennis was with me on the second night of this when Van Halen got back together with Sammy Hagar in 2004, went and saw Van Halen back to back nights in St. Louis at, at a Savas center or whatever it's called an enterprise center or whatever it's called now. But the, but they did change the set list up enough because they were playing back to back nights in the same city, which was kind of cool. And I, and I, and of course, you know, um, walked in the second night and the and we walked in the same way that amanda and i had walked in the night before and the usher was the same usher she's like you're back what are you doing back i'm like i just wanted to go back back night don't judge me (laughs) i've been waiting to see this concert for a while be cool my wife's not here tonight (laughs) (laughs) and for listeners that's the infamous uh shine down concert uh uh i as you'll remember but uh but richie I, i did not i was not invited no, 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 no. But you've changed my mind on Shinedown. Uh, you, you didn't. You brought uh, me a little closer to him. You also, I think, lived in uh, California at the time, if I remember right. Excuses. Excuses. <laughs> the one Pearl Jam concert you were supposed to go to, you couldn't fucking show up for it. Yeah, I forget why I couldn't go to that. I think because you were in California. <laughs> well, yeah. and and the other big one that you got invited to when you were living, I think, on the East Coast this time instead of the West Coast, was uh, when the uh, '91 Bulls reunited at the United Center at halftime, and I invited you to go, and then I had to slum it and take D instead. So, oh, yeah. I was the second choice in that. You were, yeah. I did take Richie. Richie actually, well, and Richie actually went to the Bulls games that we got tickets to for years. <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah. my god so uh that reminds me is eventually whenever uh uh low and if you're listening hopefully you know sometime in the next year <laughs> or something when i get my shit out of storage there is a document from uh, a certain person who is related to what you were just talking about the reason i couldn't go to bulls games uh from a mixtape that i made her and I thought that would be a fun fucking show to do is that mixtape. Just briefly talk about those songs oh, and then God. read her reaction to those songs. Hmm. Oh God. I thought 
I think that would, I haven't looked at that thing in fucking 20 years, but I'm, I, sure. I, I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere. I, I just wonder how many times I was insulted in said document. She hated me. <laughs> oh. And you guys ended up actually digging each other after we split. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd run into her every better. once in a while afterwards and she talked my leg <laughs> off. I was like, I didn't know you could be a nice human being. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, Papa Charlie said she was a bitch. Oh, my God. That, I, that fucking cracked me up. No, he wasn't. And that guy, man, never swore. He's like, well, you're better off. I think she was a bitch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you know damn well she ain't listening to this podcast, so we're all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. So, so this, this, uh, the other part, Sean, or, or I don't know how much you, since I only sent the notes, uh, overnight. Uh, but, uh, one thing I laughed at it in the Wikipedia post, Richie was John Bon Jovi has claimed that the song was a big influence on him and Richie Sambora when they were writing Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah. And it made me think of the, the one Sammy Hagar song that you yes. called, the like what Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be fair, that would have been the Bob Seger version, not the Metallica version. Cause correct. Yeah. yes, correct. Um, it, from the notes, I was intrigued by like, you, you made a call out to the video and holy shit, this video is deep, dark, and demented. And it's completely opposite from the, the fucking house party video for Whiskey in the Jar. Yes. Uh, it, 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 it's, but it's so brilliant. It's so well done. It's obviously Michael Bay had nothing to do with this. And, and this is where, like, the song itself, yeah, no, definitely not Michael Bay. <laughs> she, she would have exploded at some point. Uh, you know, where the, where the song's about a musician on the road, the the video is about a, uh, uh, a a sex worker that strips during the day and and you know books at night and yeah. yeah and and it is it is definitely a powerful thing I you know I did not remember it because it was banned from MTV um, I highly recommend uh, checking out the video for this song yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I had forgotten all about it too Richie and, and, and last night you know I was watching a lot of these videos it's it's so good and even the performance part yeah. of it is great and this ties in perfectly with the rest of the uh, the song and the, and the and the story the video is telling well and just uh, the little girl throughout the video like so, so fucking sad and and sad even worse when you think that there are hundreds or thousands of little girls in that situation every day and and, and living in a motel like that yeah. uh, I'm, I'm assuming florida <laughs> Florida or California, I guess, but Florida. Uh, there was that Florida Could be Vegas. Project movie. Could be Vegas. Don't judge. That's true. That's true. Did you ever see that Florida Project movie that came out several years ago? Uh, it was. It was really odd. I, it was a plain watch for me, and and I think, I think Sam Rockwell is the only person that's actually uh, a known actor that's in it. But, but it, it made me think of that movie a lot too. But, but it's uh, depressing, of course. Shock. For me, but uh, yeah, no, it was pretty good. We might be going to set a record with the show because we're at halftime now, or getting close to halftime, and we are at almost the hour mark. So, it's well, there's but yeah. there's there's like a five eight minute part that we you know you got to cut out there from, from earlier. So I think we're all good. When you had to pee, is that what you're referring yes. to? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the bear shits in yeah. the woods. Yeah. So. Speaking of bear shitting in the woods and having to pee. About you guys that got time. anything else to say about turning the page? I'm good. I'm ready. We to can turn, turn the page. I'm ready to, to turn the page too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we will take a break and come back in just a second with side B of this week's episode of Sean and D's Good Tape.
All right, welcome back to Side B of Sean and D's Good Tape, our covers episode. It's the second covers episode we've done. Is that right, D? Yes, correct. We did one in November when I was in uh, Germany. Okay, I couldn't remember for sure, but uh, that you know, I thought Germany was kind of a hard schedule to um, make this all work right, and that actually seems kind of easy compared to this, to be quite honest. It, it, it does, it does. I did offer to do it uh, early this morning for you guys, which would have been late for me last night. You know, so that's always an option going forward. But yeah, but yeah, no, time differences suck. This time zone, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's always better to be in the central time zone. Just always remember that. Because Richie, Richie used to live in Richie used to live in the Eastern Time Zone, and I remember how you used to make fun of him for it all the time. It's one twenty. It's one twenty or nothing. Well, see, I disagree. The Pacific Time Zone is actually where it's at. You guys would both love life out there because um, football sports, starts so early. Dude, Cardinal games are on at four thirty in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. Like that's pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. The Eastern Time Zone sucks because everything starts at eight o'clock. Yeah, Eastern's the worst. Yeah, yeah. All right. First song on the second side is Richie's. And, you know, out of, you know, we talked about White Buffalo being the, uh, the absolute best of the, of the covers. This was probably the one that I, that didn't hit me as well as the rest of them did out of all of them. Really? It, yeah. I, I just didn't, I didn't dig it as much, but go ahead and explain it first. What is wrong with Sean? What uh, the better, fuck? Sean? Do better. <laughs> yeah, WTF. Uh, wow. Wow. So, so this one, this one's actually a joint pick by Dennis and I, we yeah. both, we both were going to put me first in the gimme gimme's on here. Um, uh, for those that don't know, this is a band that does, um, punk covers of, of mm-hmm. really good songs. And this one, theme records. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 The each, each album was, had a different theme. Uh, so this was off their first one, uh, having a ball. And it was Rocket Man. And I just love this song. Like this one and uh, Fire and Rain are probably my two favorite Me First songs. Dennis, so, who, so, who's in Me First? Uh, so Me First is the 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 big the, the big two are Pat Mike from No Effects, who does a lot of the singing. And the other one is uh, the other one that people might recognize is uh, Chris Shiflett from uh, uh, Foo Fighters, who's no longer with the band anymore. Right. But, but yeah, they're this like punk super group that just decided to get together and do these cover songs. And uh, I, Richie said this is a joint pick because like he had originally picked Fire and Rain, and my one of my picks was this song, Rocket Man. So we, we kind of negotiated and we decided we got to include them because I've been talking about this band forever. And Rocket Man was the first song that I ever heard by them, uh, and, and it was coming home from uh, playing guitar with. Our, our friend, uh, well, I wasn't playing guitar. My friend Tom, our friend Tom, uh, and one of his uh, cousins, uh, we would go over there and jam. And uh, and on the way home, QLZ, our radio station, used to have like Friday nights or Saturday nights would let uh, the listener do a playlist at like 10, 10 p.m. And uh, and they this this kid played this song, and Tom and I were just like fucking blown away. I've been obsessed with this band ever since. And, uh, and, and I will say to Sean's point, I think this song more so than some of their other songs has more kind of, I'll call it like dead periods where it like, and, and it starts off with one, you know, I, the, the, I packed my bags last night, uh, pre-flight that doesn't really have that punky feel. It's not until 
they really hit the, I think uh, it's going to be a long, long time that you, you're like, whoa, this is different. Um, whereas uh, some of their other songs just kind of hit you over the head immediately. But uh, this is such a great song. Yeah. It, well, it's a great I, I song should, regardless. Well, I should, I should clarify. I don't hate this song. I don't think it's terrible. I just didn't, it didn't, um, out of all of the cover songs that we had, it was the one that I thought was the the worst of the of the 10 cover songs that we have it wasn't it wasn't terrible and i like me first in the gimme gimmies this just wouldn't be my first uh me first song that i would go to in terms of their their cover stuff I, sean i think i've i've given you a copy of the the country covers that they've done right i think so yeah yeah, yeah. It, I, I, that album's called love their country it's mm-hmm. so fucking good i, I mean this it's band is just so fucking fun and the albums are like nine ten songs and they're punk fast so like each album is only like 30 or 35 minutes and it and it's incredible driving music like just so fucking great to drive but yeah no rocket man elton john you know bernie Toppin, all this shit just so it's just a well-written song and and, and a version like this is just awesome and, and so like as a as a military guy that you know had to leave family and and go on long trips and stuff Absolutely. you know rocket man's always important to me and and i always preferred this version just because it's so upbeat and fast versus like if i'm on a if i'm on a plane flying to Qatar and i hear elton john rocket man i'm i'm in tears it, it, it sucks yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's going to be a long long time till touchdown brings me around again to find i'm not the man they think i am at home like like this and, and not unlike uh bowie's uh uh, ground control to major tom uh, space oddity uh which there's a great flaming lips cover of that song uh you, you know this this was written around the time where you know space travel and and, and like like was becoming actually a thing and uh you know so the imaginations were running wild with with sci-fi and everything but uh, uh you know like you know again like richie you talked about going to Qatar. i'm in fucking south korea you know like that's a long ways yeah, to go to the fucking moon, <laughs> like that—that's a bit of a drive, also, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. their cover on the same album of "Leaving on a Jet Plane," similar yes. theme, yeah. you know, the John Denver song. Yeah. Which is this the album that has me and Julio down by the schoolyard? Yep, yep. That's yep. also that's also a good one. If if you this have... whole "Have a Ball," their first yeah. one, uh, they they later put out "Have Another Ball." which was some of the outtakes from this one and, oh. and some other things. And it's got uh, another Elton John cover of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, oh. which is fucking phenomenal. I don't think I've ever heard that one. I, I highly recommend just check out me first. It's songs you love in a very different uh, sound. One of my favorites yeah. that they did, when we, which would have fit really well with our uh, TV theme songs episode was when they redid the Cheers theme song. Have you guys heard that? It's really, yes. it's really yeah. good. And going to uh, Bob Dylan, back to Bob Dylan, their their second album was called Blowing in the Wind, where they did uh, some 60s songs. And they, uh, 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 the times that they are changing, and it's got a Beatles cover on there. It's, yeah. So good stuff. And I do Definitely work. check it out. Yeah. So, yeah. next song on the list is one that I picked, and it is uh, Counting Crows cover from about 2004. Um, covering a Grateful Dead song called Friend of the Devil. And actually, for the longest time, I did not realize this was a Grateful Dead song. I mean, when I say longest time, maybe the first few months that this song was out until I somebody heard, I, I played it for somebody, and they were like, you know, that's a cover of a Grateful Dead song. And I said, no, I didn't. Because Counting Crows actually 
kind of make this their own song. You know, it doesn't it, really it sound like a Counting Crows song. It does. Like, it, it really truly does sound like a Counting Crows song and like Adam Durwitz could have written this song. Yep. And, and, and none of us, I, I had a little familiarity with Grateful Dead, yeah. uh, but I don't think that they were in our repertoire. You mm-hmm. know, like none of our parents gave a shit about Grateful Dead. I did actually know this song uh, and, and Touch of Grey were, were the two ones that I always really liked in this album that this song's on American Beauty and Working Man's Dead. Those are the two fucking essential fucking uh, Grateful Dead albums. They're so fucking good. You know, yeah, no, this, you know, to, to that point about like people that we know not being really into the Grateful Dead or being deadheads or whatever you want to say, people that are, are so into it. It's like you either are or you aren't. And you know that they follow even even the Grateful Dead touring act that's still out there with John Mayer and stuff like yeah. that. They'll still go to it. And you know, I've got a, I've got a guy that I used to work with that I know that still still goes and sees their current version of whatever the Grateful Dead is now. Dead and Company, I think's what it's called. And, uh, and, you know, John Mayer plays guitar and stuff and he's like, yeah, and they'll take this song that they wrote and it'll be a normal four minute song and they make it 25 minutes. And I'm like, that doesn't sound cool to me. They're they're the original jam band. This is the fish, uh, goddamn string team, string tease incident and bands like that, that, you know, like they'll take a three minute song and make it 15, 20 minutes. And you're like, well, I'm not high. I don't. And I love it. I love it when a band will, you'll see them in concert and they'll take a song that you've heard a million times and they'll change it up a little bit. You know, yeah, that's that's great. But, but to take, you know, their concerts last like four or five hours because they do this with like every song and one just drifts into the other. I just don't know that I could take it. It sounds interesting to a degree, but Dave Matthews band is, is like the Godfather now in the jam bands. Yeah. Yeah. Just seems uh, John Mayer by the way, is an incredible live act. A hell yes. of a guitar like, I, player. I don't give a fuck about any of his songs, mm-hmm. but that motherfucker can play guitar. Yes, he can. can yep. He can play like 15 different guitars. Because yes. like he'll he'll play the the ones with the, the 11, 11 strings and, and all the kinds of strings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, there's, there's a couple of the uh, concert videos where it's, uh, I can't even think of what they are just a bunch of different acts going through and they'll, they'll go through John Mayer and he is incredible. He he's, he's a big, uh, on the, uh, crossroads, uh, yeah, the crossroads. that's like, exactly, yeah. that's exactly is what that I still, was. Is that still on? Uh, he does. He, he did one not too, but there's like one that was fairly recent, like right before the pandemic. Really? Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. I used to like that show. Uh, I didn't realize it was still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny speaking of Kenny William Shepard and shit like that. He's, he's been on that. Yeah. This song is it's it's just like you said, Sean. It it it, it sounds like a Counting Crow song, and you pick this song, and then all, out of the blue, uh, we you know we we've talked about uh, what was that? What was the name of that song? The first one of the first Counting Crow songs, uh, uh, Scarecrow. You picked mm-hmm. uh, that's off of uh, their last album that came out in 2014. Yeah, somewhere and, over uh, Wonderland or under Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, and uh, uh, they just announced this week and released a new song that they've got an EP coming out this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the song is really good, actually. It's <laughs> and and it, it caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think Richie, I think you commented it didn't really sound Counting Crowsish. Uh, this one? No, no, no the, the one, new the one. new one. Oh yeah, yes, yes. What's it called? Astronauts boots or something? Something, like bo- that? something boots. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm excited to hear the rest of it. It's it's nice knowing that they're still making music. You know what's kind of funny though is is Richie sent that sent that uh, note that said this doesn't sound like a Counting Crows song, but you you liked it and I liked it too when I very first heard it. But then I thought it actually kind of sounds like this song, the Friend of the Devil song. It kind of had that sort of same sort of like folksy sort of vibe to yeah. it to a certain but degree. It, it, but but that's but voice, and I, I don't think his voice comes through as much in in scare in that one. Mm-hmm. Like is this one like this one sounds just like him? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, but but that new one's well, got. I, Go ahead, D. I also I also think that that they they perfected the song in the Counting Crows style. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This it, like that they did that cover of uh, with Vanessa Carlton, the uh, the who's who's great. Made Paradise and put up a parking lot. Oh yeah, what's that song called? Um, Yellow Big Yellow Taxi. Yes. Uh, uh, the original is a good song. I don't like the Counting Crows cover. Oh, I do. Song. I do. I think uh, their voice. I think. Uh, I think um, Derwitz and um, Vanessa Carlton's voice go really well together. Oh, that part. But I. I just. Yeah. I. I. It, I that one I prefer the original too. Uh, uh, God damn it! I can't think. Side, of- sidebar, by the way, really quick. Uh, Vanessa Carlton, really good in concert. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And, and and uh speaking of news that came out like like she apparently like uh, uh what's the name of her fucking popular song that came out i know uh, which one you're thinking of it's something yeah, about yeah. walk some miles or something like that a th- yeah and, a thousand miles so or something yeah there's apparently it's got like an anniversary or something a thousand miles yeah uh there's uh an anniversary of that or something because she's been talking about it a lot and, and it's been popping up on uh, on things so I, I always that's such a great fucking song too. so yeah. saw vanessa carlton in concert at western right before a little bit not pretty quick before i graduated and amanda was a huge fan of vanessa carlton when her first album came out the thousand miles song and so i went the first day that tickets were on sale to the box office and i got us front row tickets to this concert which nice. was really which yeah it was really cool and um my friend dave who richie knows um because he came to western and hung out a few times yeah um uh he uh he went with us him and a few other people and we were all sitting in the front row and for the opening act there was this guy who at the time was dating um oh gosh what is it claire danes you know the actress he was dating her at the time and i I can't even remember who it was and i don't think they're together now or anything like that because you know this has been almost 20 years ago and uh and during the show he this dude decided that he'd put his microphone down on the floor and so he's standing in between, like he's standing center stage on the floor between the first row. You know, there's like a split for a big aisle in the middle. And as he's standing there, Dave, Dave was, he'd had a few drinks and more than a few drinks. He was three sheets to the wind. And he goes, what am I going to do, man? I got to go to the bathroom. And that guy's standing in my way. I said, well, you know, it really shouldn't be too big of a deal. I said, just walk up to him and say, excuse me. And he did. <laughs> The guy was so pissed off. He walked up to the dude. He's in there singing a song and he's, you know, pretentious asshole. You could tell the singer was a pretentious asshole. And Dave walks up. you could hear him on the mic and he goes, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. And, and this was the guy from Shinedown? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ben Lee. Oh ben God. Lee was his name. <laughs> it was awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so the reason you're seeing the Vanessa Carlton stuff is that song's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. Fucking old, dude. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I still consider it to be you? like almost a new song. The sadly enough, I it, it's like that song came out a few years ago, right? I, that's what I thought. The cover versions of the songs that we're list, that we're talking about now are older than the kids that I've stayed at. <laughs> to bunk with in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Vanessa Carlton's song could be these kids' father. It's why you're <laughs> it's why you're their you're you're their peepaw. <laughs> There's no grandpa. <laughs> no, going back to the song really quick before we move on, because I don't want to stick to it. This is a very melodic very it, it flows so well it tells an interesting story um it just it's it, all around it's just a fun song to listen to got two reasons why i cry away each lonely night the first one's named sweet Anne marie and she's my heart so like second one is prison baby the sheriff's on my trail and if he catches up with me i'll spend my life in jail i just that fucking part right there just yeah love it and, and just the whole trading money back and forth and like, it, it's a good song it's such a good song and I liked, I liked there was a, an original line in the song, you can borrow from the devil, you can borrow from your friend. The devil gave you 20 when your friend can only give you 10. Like, I, that, yep, that right there, that, that's the, like, such a great way yep. to convey, like, yep. people going to the dark side sort of thing. Like, <laughs> well, sure, this guy can give you 20. Your, your friend can give you 10, but I can give you 20. Well, and I think there's an alternate version where it's not quite phrased that way. And it's almost the, you're going to have to pay the devil back the full 20. Your friend, you may only have to pay back 10. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. yeah and, and you're, you're absolutely right. But uh, I ran into the devil, babe. He loaned me 20 bills. I spent the night in Utah. Gave up the, yeah. Okay. The, and, and I know what you're talking about, but exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the next song is going to Oh, go ahead. Yep. No, uh, next song. Yep. Oh, it's mine. Yes. Uh, so the, the, the next song's uh, Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson, as done by Alien Ant Farm. Um, this is just a fun song. It's awesome. It's absolutely it's awesome. Fun. They do such a I good love job that with you this song. fucking love this song, but The Rocket Man. By me first in the gimme gimme's, you're like, eh. I love I love how I can't have an opinion without if it doesn't agree with D without being a complete fucking idiot. You can't have an <laughs> so, opinion. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, but but that's just I'm sorry that just cracks me up because this is probably my least favorite song. On the oh, playlist. I think this one's I think this one's fantastic. I love this. I love this cover. But Dennis, I I don't think you're gonna like this one because it has been overplayed. Like like this is their literally and, and, their only song. Mm-hmm. And and. And I'll have you know that I never bought the CD. Uh, I did have the CD at one point. I did like the song when it came out, and it's not a bad song. Uh, it, but it's just like this. This is my rocket man, I guess. So with but the the difference with this one is I, I feel like this song is it does an interesting job of blending the Michael Jacksonness of Smooth Criminal with what the band can do well. Like, mm-hmm. like they really blend the two together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And unlike Boys in the Hood, you can't, this song is not, you can't mistake the song for mocking the right. original version. Definitely. Like, this song is, is, is an definite homage. Yeah, homage, yeah, to, uh, uh, to the Michael Jackson song. Yep. It, it, it just always, it, it caught me at the right time. I always enjoyed this song. I agree. Uh, yep. 
it, 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 there was another are, song that D, kind are of, you okay? Are you okay, D? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I love the fact that the Annie, are you okay? Is based on the recessing resuscitation. Yes. The, the fucking dummy that I had no idea. Yeah. And, and you're supposed when you're doing the test, you're supposed to say, Annie, are you okay? Like, that's fucking brilliant. It, it but then it, then it's expanded to like like a basically a gangster runs over some girl and they don't know who the girl is so they just call her Annie like the dummy. Like it, it's the, there there's a few layers there that that are kind of fun. And then I don't dislike this song. Uh, but it, and Sean probably correctly you know called me up for shitting on his being pissed off still <laughs> didn't like rocket man <laughs> but yeah no it just it, 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 it is also might be my uh uh my weird distaste for michael jackson though no, but it's uh, it, it, i don't know it's, if it's a weird it's distaste always... for michael jackson i get it yeah, yeah. i mean you should not I guess like michael jackson yeah, that's, for a that's reason. not the right word it? it's really i mean that is an interesting take though because it is hard to separate sometimes the the artist from whatever it was that he became you know and he does have really good music and this being one of you know a good song of his you know there's there's several songs of his that's like man that's that's a brilliant song but <laughs> then there's it, that it, other side of it's kind of like i mean bill cosby same way you know you you see the cosby show you're like that was a really good show it was very well written it was good for for um you know the community at the time and all of that stuff but it's hard to separate what bill cosby became same with uh for for me the big ones uh kevin spacey yeah because like yeah. the usual suspects is an incredible movie mm-hmm. american beauty i yeah. was just talking about that the other day that that uh, one that one doesn't age quite so well no yeah. not at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> considering the theme of the movie but he, again he was amazing in that movie yes yes and, and uh, uh oh no i'm thinking that's it, that's it but yeah no and and so there's some uh sidebarish I guess we're already on the sidebar anyhow. Uh, in Peacock, the there's a new show called Rutherford Falls mm-hmm. with, with Ed Helms. Have office? you seen? Yeah, I have not. I have not watched. Have it you watched yet, it? It's on my. It's on my list. It's it's really good. Like like the first episode, hang in there after the first episode or two, because it comes back around. There's not that many episodes though, are there? No, there's like it's like nine or ten or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but but it but it ends up being really good. Like it, I banged it out, you know, in a day. Um, but but they're they're talking about similar thing you know concept of like you know like God, can you really take out can you separate the artist from the man and it's something that we're always going to struggle with and the biggest example of that for me is is Don Lennon you know like he apparently was not a very good uh, husband or or you know boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the sinful people and and uh you know given the fact that he preaches peace and, and love and all this stuff it, it's hard to, it's sometimes hard to reconcile with that but he is one of those people where i think um, his art transcends his actions although you know the the thing the thing with that though is 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 in the case of John Lennon not necessarily always being the best husband or whatever, you know those are those are things that don't necessarily make you, you know like a, they're not you yeah. you know they're 
it, it's it's a little bit different because because everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes, you know. And I think John Lennon falls into that category a little bit more. I mean, I don't know everything that he did, but he's never been criminally charged for anything, or never was, or or whatever, you know. And there's there's a different level of things like that. So maybe he he was that bad. I don't know, but I've just never heard uh, that about him. And there's not an HBO documentary that is explicit enough to where you have to shut it off at a certain point where mm-hmm. you're like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether this is true or not, I can't. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, because if we, if you look at all of all of the people that you know, musicians, actors, whatever it is, athletes, and you and you all held them to the, you have to be an, an exemplary good person all the time. There'd be nobody left. I mean, frankly, not very many, at least. Except oh, no. Except what? Michael Except Jordan. Michael well, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's totally different. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, and, we, we can make excuses for everything that guy's done, but yeah. is, you know. he was just competitive. That's all it was. Yeah, he was just really that's competitive. All. That's all. <laughs> and if he um, got the money, why wouldn't he? You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's not hurting anybody. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of John Lennon, I think that segs really well into our into our next song, which is yours, D. Uh, yeah, this is one I've been wanting to talk about. This is While My Guitar Gently Weeps, but it's from the 2004 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it was the closer with Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, Donnie Harrison, Steve Winwood, and motherfucking Prince killing the guitar solo at the end. It's awesome. Yeah. This, this right here, this is where Prince got his... You know, like everybody all of a sudden was like, fuck it, Prince is the god. (laughs) I think a lot of people knew that before this point, but yeah. So in 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 an interview like a year or two later uh, after this, or maybe a year or two before, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, who is, is, you know, plays on this, the actual version of the Beatles song of this, said, what does it feel like? Somebody asked him in an interview, what's it feel like to be the best guitar player in the world? And he said, I don't know. You should ask Prince. <laughs> but I mean, that right there is all you need to know. And the but, look but on I, I suspect Clapton knew that before this point. Oh, and, and, I, and again, I can't remember where it falls in the timeline. But, uh, but I, I don't know when the last time you guys watched this video, but I watched it like three or four times last night. Because there was also the director's cut that came out. And and at one point, Prince is just fucking killing it. And Donnie Harrison, George Harrison's son, is back there, you know, just behind Tom Petty playing the guitar. And Prince is doing his thing. And Donnie has this fucking big, like, like, oh, my God. Like, look at this motherfucker. I can't believe I'm on stage with this guy. And Tom Petty's sitting there doing the same thing, like... <laughs> Holy shit, like <laughs> this guy is killing it. Look at you now. Oh, I fucking love this. Like, this is one of my favorite YouTube videos all fucking time. I'll, I'll have to watch that. I might watch that after we get done here. Have so. you never seen it? I don't think so. I don't think I have. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? So, main, like, is this one above that cat video you always watch? <laughs> Which cat video? No, yeah, there's, there's a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So seriously, I, I know Sean. You said you're running out of time, but take six minutes. 
Stop right Stop. here. No, no, no. We'll I, come I back. God. Watch the fucking video. Right, right now? Right now. Let's stop recording. Watch the video. We'll come back. All right. All this right. is this is how incredible this guitar story is All right. that you have to watch. We'll take a short break, an unscheduled break, and be back in just a second. We did. <laughs> well, I, I will I will say that was um yeah, that was something else. I can't wow. believe you guys have never fucking seen that before. He's a, I, he's, I didn't like it. <laughs> he's gonna murder somebody before this is all over with. <laughs> he'll murder somebody in korea mm. we're now my fuse up here alone that's all i'm doing <laughs> <Rocky> man <laughs> oh my god so yeah that was really this awesome. is why i wanted to talk about that song the best if, part if the best part to me to this. well the best part to me was when prince almost fell off the stage backwards and they had to catch him because he was so into it and put he him almost back fell up. He did that incredibly on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Donnie, the look on Donnie Harrison's face was like, I can't believe I'm on the stage with this motherfucker. <laughs> and and okay, so if you're listening to this and you hadn't stopped the show, the, the show to watch that video, fucking do it right now. Uh, this is like, yeah, this is one of my favorite YouTube things. Like I watch this so many goddamn times. Can we talk about how Donnie looks like, like almost like Glenn from Lost, like just like twenty years younger than every other person on the stage? Like, of course, I, I, yes. I feel like Steve he was Winwood, Jeff Lynn, and, and, yeah. but but the fact that everybody is doing this, who and Prince got inducted the same year as George Harrison did. This was the closing thing for that year. But uh, it's just so brilliant, it's so fucking brilliant, and, and, yeah. It's definitely worth it. Oh, it I don't. I don't think that. that I don't in. think that the. I don't think that the audio does it justice, though. The audio is no, really good. No, I liked it. I agree. I, well, yeah, of course but, not. Yeah, of but course seeing not. the YouTube video. If yeah. if you didn't realize the way he was playing it, like you said, Sean, like how effortlessly he mm -hmm. was making these sounds. Mm -hmm. Like if you did not ever see that, like I don't know that the audio would do it justice. No. That kind of reminds me a little bit of the Super Bowl when Prince played the halftime show and he came out was, and he just and he just destroyed it. <laughs> and you you get done with that. Was that the was that the when the when the Bears were in the Super Bowl? Was that that year? And yep. you you get done with it and you're just like, what did I just witness? But whatever it was was awesome. <laughs> and it and it's widely considered the greatest halftime show of the Super Bowl. And uh it was uh uh, uh my niece's eighth birthday. And I always, I always, every time her birthday comes up now, I've always say like this anniversary of the last time the Bears were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, that was that was the one where Prince did a uh, Best of You by Foo Fighters as a fuck you for him doing for Foo Fighters covering Darling Nikki. Mm. He's like, I'm going to take Best of You and I'm going to make that song. <laughs> and so, so as I was watching this clip last night, and then uh, uh, like a, a day or two ago, uh, the director uh, of this. Uh, particular rock and roll hall of fame released his cut of it that had more prints you know like seeing more of prints in it which like just happened uh but it, it so this led me to watching that that halftime show last night and just like they were talking it was the nfl films thing where they were like it's i'm so sorry it's gonna rain you know during the halftime show is this you know is this gonna be an issue and prince goes can you make it rain more <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was closing with purple raid oh, naturally brilliant 
Yeah. Can you make yeah. it rain purple? Yeah. Can you make it rain more? I want this. Oh. Yeah. So, that was that was probably the highlight of that game, right? No, Devin Hester run it after Hester kick. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it other all went, than that, it all pretty much went downhill from there. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Tony yeah. Romo won. Sorry. Remember when we used to do the Grossman versus Romo? Yeah, that lasted Thanks. that lasted for two weeks and then it was over. <laughs> <laughs> How many Super Bowls has Romo been in? I was gonna say, which one won? Like at the end, it was. Well, uh, uh, Romo's been to one now. He's been to two, actually. He's broadcasted two. Has he? Yes. I, I thought this was. His first I, I thought the joke this last year was that this was no. his first Super. Bowl. It was the second one. Anyway, but. anyway, Rex Rosen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, watch this video while my guitar gently weeps is a goddamn brilliant song george harrison is the most underrated beetle and all right let's go into the last ringo yeah ringo is the underrated beetle for a reason (laughs) (laughs) um go ahead reggie what were you gonna say just time wise they still had what 16 18 months of of music after this because i mean this song the beatles this song yeah, this... already was, was keying on the the dynamics and the in the trouble the group was having, but they still had a decent bit of music following the White Album, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they had Abbey Road and Let It Be. Yeah, I mean, just a couple small albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, how'd you? They'd be a career for a lot of people. Every once in a while, you make a stinker, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last song last song on the list is is mine and this is this is uh the sammy hagar chicken foot song for the week and this is the highway of deep purple's 1972 song highway star which um you know i had quite a few songs to choose from to get a sammy hagar one on here and i picked this one because i thought it was cool that joe satriani was actually in deep purple for a couple of years in the 90s and it kind of fit that uh to do this and to me Joe is the star of this cover song because of the fact, mainly because at one point in the original version by Deep Purple, they use an organ for part of it and he makes it a freaking guitar solo and he rocks it. It's amazing what he does with that guitar to make it mimic an organ in this song. Joe Satriani, uh, it, like, like him and Steve Vai were the two in the, in like the late eighties, early nineties that would actually release, uh, albums of just guitar solo he still does like yeah he still yeah. does it all the time surfing yeah. with an alien mm-hmm. like like oh my god i when when i remember you telling me about chicken foot which you're repping on your t-shirt today i am yes uh, with sammy uh michael anthony chad smith and joe satriani i'm like holy fuck <laughs> how does that even happen it's fucking brilliant yeah. The the other thing about this song too was I'd never really listened to the original too much. I mean, I know I'd heard it, but it wasn't, wasn't a major thing. And, and when I very first heard it, you know, at the beginning, Michael Anthony does a lot of kind of like, uh, you know, high pitched background stuff. And Sammy doesn't sing like Sammy normally does, you know, he kind of oversing it a little bit. And then I listened to the original and I was like, that's why, because he actually made himself sound like the original version of this song. And it made, it made a little bit more sense to me and their vocals are fine, but boy, Joe just, Joe just makes this song the way he plays those two guitar solos, the one being the organ, like I said, but man, he just, he just shreds this song. That's why I like it so much. 
I was fascinated reading the notes. This was the song that basically uh, somebody on the road said, hey, how do you write a song? And one of the dudes in Deep Purple grabs a guitar, starts playing a, a, a string in, in a key of G, and, and someone else starts singing, and, and this becomes the song. Like, they actually play it on concert that night. Like, that's incredible. Oh, they played it that night. Wow. Yes. Oh, that is yes. incredible. Dang. I, I, I'm not a huge Deep Purple fan. Like, no, this, this was something... another band that that wasn't in our in our normal mm-hmm. rotation at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, aren't they Blood on the Water? It, 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 am I mistaken that you might be right? I like I said, it literally wasn't a band. <laughs> well, there's people that really listen to fucking phones right now. This is a song that uh, that Homer and and uh, Spider would pick. Smoke on the Water, playlist. yes, is theirs. Yeah, okay. but like I, I would say that is the extent of of what I know of them. Wow. Yeah, and, and I'm sure we heard probably YMG play, you know, some of their songs, but but just you know didn't connect with us. They well, I mean, this this Highway Star would have been their number two song, like just of what comes up when you Google them. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought, I thought it was impressive the way that they covered this. And of course, you know, the band's just musically impressive regardless. Um, it was funny. I actually was like, well, what song am I going to pick, you know, for the Sammy song of the week? And I typed in Sammy Hagar cover songs. And there was this one, this classic rock website that, um, came up and had, you know, probably 10 different cover versions of songs that he's done. And this was ranked the number one song of all of the cover songs that that he's done. I thought that was interesting. So, uh, I've never been a huge Sammy Hager fan, uh, except for seeing him in concert. Like he's one of my favorite live shows. So when I get a live, when you pick a live one like this, like, and, and, and regardless of whether it's a cover or not, Sammy's got an incredible voice yes. and he, the whole band kills this fucking song. It's like fucking amazing. It's so good. It's so fun. It, I mean, I mean, there's not really a lot of deep meaning to talk about. No. It's not, you know, Alien Ant Farm, uh, you know, Smooth Criminal, and you're okay, <laughs> which he obviously isn't okay. No. Uh, but it's... Uh, uh, You've been hit by a smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Uh, yeah, no. Oh, like, my God. This band, I, I would... Yeah. I can't wait to see Sammy live again. Honestly, hopefully someday. Why, why did why did Chickenfoot not have a longer run? Uh, because they because I, they have such a hard time of Chad Smith not being in the Red Hot Chili Peppers is really the biggest reason. Because and then and then um you know when it when he is free then all of a sudden Sammy's on tour or Joe Satriani's got something going on. It's it's really just timing more than anything. So you're saying they need a planner that can sit with them like like maybe Sean you could do this in your free time? Right, exactly. Or or they needed a fifteen month uh, you know, pandemic where there really wasn't anything else to do. Oh wait, they didn't do that. Why didn't Chickenfoot record an album? Yeah. Well they, well, you know the yeah. but you know the thing of it is though is they the other problem is probably for fans of joe and for you know the chili peppers and sammy and you know they don't do anything really that isn't original chicken foot or covers of other bands because they they don't want to do van halen like joe satriani doesn't want to play eddie van halen songs which i understand that sammy sammy doesn't want to sing red hot chili peppers songs which would come off as weird you know and and stuff like that so it's, it's really you've got to be really into the originals that they're putting out to go see them in concert which i think they're pretty good but you know, so can, I can think make... Sammy singing "Give It Away" would be amazing. 
it, it wouldn't be bad. That, that's. Yeah. I mean, he could sing it, but you know, the Chili Peppers have such a weird cadence of how they sing songs. You know, it just wouldn't come off quite the same. I don't. Well, know. And now and that they got Pearl Jam stole it at one point in time. And Dirty Frank. Dirty Frank. Yeah. So uh, and, the, and the Chili Peppers now are back with John Frusciante, mm-hmm. uh, and I cannot wait to hear what what they what they put out with the evolution of the Chili Peppers. With Klinghoffer to Prashanti, I cannot wait. Cannot wait to hear it. It should be pretty good. Have. Yeah, so, they've so always Sean, been better when he's in the band. So yeah, mm-hmm. Sean, I, I am going to suggest that the uh, title for this week's episode is "What the Fuck Chicken Foot Do Better." <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Use the pandemic wisely, damn it. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Sean meets Sammy. Yeah. Sean needs Sammy. Need Sammy. Yep, you're right. That's that's the hashtag. It's a uh, Sean needs Sammy. What the fuck, Sean? Do better. Uh, everybody loves sausage. Uh, we haven't said that one for a while. No. Uh, but Brad, uh, there's the two Brads. There's Sammy everybody. Right. Everybody loves of, sausage. Yeah, yeah. And we send pictures of sausage <laughs> to to BFK. <laughs> That was weird that you started doing that that one night at that Cardinals game. Just started sending pictures of bratwurst to Brad. <laughs> it was very. To be odd. fair, we're pretty drunk <laughs> at most Cardinals games. Yeah, that's true. This this one was hilarious, but uh, <laughs> we and, thought and it was. Anybody who knows, the uh, big fat bastard Brad. Anybody knows double stuff knows that <laughs> that he stuff. enjoyed that he enjoyed. Every minute of that. Uh, silly girls can't fly planes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, if you live what? together, it's not gay. <laughs> oh, my. He, he wasn't the one that said that, was he? He was absolutely the person who said that. Are you sure? You, I thought wait, wait. that was... Brad Kingery? I, I that was, Wasn't that Brad? I thought oh, no, no, no. no. I was throwing out another thing from that same era that we talked about prior to recording. No, I'm talking about it, the silly girls can't fly planes. That was Brad, wasn't oh. it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 after we record, I'll tell you who I thought it was. I think I know it. who you yeah. think no, no, it was. It was, it was, it was, Brad. It was, it was BFB. He, BFB. He literally almost died that night. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. she'll cut a bitch. She could have. I mean, yeah, she was scary. I mean, she was. Yeah. I was sitting in the kitchen when that happened. And it was so, like, when he said that, I just, oh, my God, in the Ray Lytle show? Do you remember the next morning they were talking about the fucking weird guy that was? <laughs> no, I was hung over the next morning. Are you talking okay. about when we went to the Sangamon County Fair? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about the Halloween show that we went with uh, Ian and uh, and uh, uh, Brad. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it was. A, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Anyhow, anyway. what are we gonna do so, in two or three weeks? The next time we record. So <laughs> do you want to do? We need a, a normal episode. Um, yeah, just, we, got, we got a few songs to get through, and then we also yeah. got to do coming up is another country episode because we've only done the one, and we keep talking about yep. doing another one of those. So, well, that's that's on you, Sean. Yes, I know, I'm aware. You, you know, you could have put that together the last two weeks when Dennis couldn't do anything. The last three weeks, we haven't done a show in three weeks. Well, I meant while you were in quarantine, and and apparently didn't have internet access or anything else. So you have the Taylor Swift show coming up, Jamie. Uh, get in contact with Sean. Uh, you know, you can decide if you want Richie involved or not. 
Yikes. <laughs> wow. wow. I feel like I'm the one that gets to fucking decide stuff. Executive yeah. <laughs> producer. Yeah. Oh, right. In title and, and and so, but yeah, no, we've got other things, and and uh, and I am going to put together a playlist of songs from me. So the next time that I'm traveling or something like that, and you and, and we need to put a show out that you guys will have it to to you know shit on it. I can't wait to fucking hear something like that. God. Uh, so. Well, for one, it'll be a 15 minute episode, no potty breaks. <laughs> yeah. He sucks. He's depressed. <laughs> He's got issues. <laughs> this song's good. This song's bad. This song's we, good. This song's good. <laughs> we, we we have to end the episode now because we have to do a Zoom intervention with D. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there for the week. I think that's it. We've been doing this for quite a while now. So uh, yeah, yeah. we started Love this. You guys let, let's put it this way. We started this at what? Eight o'clock when we got on the Zoom call and it's 1030 now. So the and show's not quite that actually, long. But... 45 when you and I were on, Sean. Oh, that might be. Yeah, that could that could very well be. So let's wrap it there and we will be back in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm not even sure what day I'm going to post this. We'll see how it goes. So um, but we'll uh, just be kind of sporadic for the next, you know, three to six months. We'll see how long it takes for D to have a normal schedule again. But until then, we'll see you next time here on Sean and D's Good Tape. Watch the goddamn Prince solo. It is good. I want you to know it's over. Well, bye.